What's been the biggest surprise with the USC football team this year so far? You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Holkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you want to download your podcast, we are free, and I appreciate your support more than you know. Become part of the subscriber if you're watching YouTube. Become the next person to be get me closer to 5,000. All you got to do is click the subscribe button, and when you see that thumbs up button, hit it. Make it go green, and I don't want you to miss one episode hit that bell notification button. You're locked in Monday through Friday. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S like Sam, E-medical.com. So far, there's been a lot of nice surprises uh, seeing USC undefeated, 3-0 to begin the season, that's not one of them. I think everybody anticipated that happening. Maybe not at the relative ease that they're putting up points. That might be a mild surprise. But there's also been a few of those, oh, I anticipated something else to happen moment. Uh, like Rayleigh Brown, it looks like he's redshirting. That definitely was not on my uh, my that was not on my bingo card uh, this season. Definitely surprised. We'll see if he's on the Gary Bryant Jr. plan or not. However, Ray Leak is not going to be the first high school stud to come to USC and not have things go as planned right off the bat. There's still plenty of time for for Ray Leak. I've talked a lot about the uh, the progress I've seen uh, through the first three games. Specifically, we're talking about the defense. Looking better and getting better. And since I'm all sunshine and rainbows, if you don't want to take my word for it, let's take Joel Klatt's word for it. Fox uh, color commentator, rate, uh, TV announcer. He's not exactly known as a USC lover. Quote, Lincoln told me last year that last year's USC team would be his worst roster that he was going to have at USC. Now, watching this team, I believe him because USC is better than they were a year ago. They are better. End quote. He wasn't just talking about the offense. Here's something else I'm surprised, uh, surprised at so far through the first three games. How good is Marshawn Lloyd? He, he's a lot better than I thought he was. I'm surprised uh, USC is running their version of the triple option on offense. This isn't really me noticing this. I, I saw someone else make this comparison online. Uh, watching Caleb Williams kind of run that read option, it looks like an USC's version of the uh, the old school triple option. I think for me, the biggest surprise so far has been the Zachariah Branch effect. 
I knew he was going to be a superstar. Everybody who watched him play in high school knew he's going to be really good. I just didn't think it was going to happen this quickly. And with his emergence, it opens up a whole other dimension with this USC football team. We talked about it on earlier this week during other shows. In fact, I talked about it on yesterday's episode. It, it's hard enough keeping this USC team off the scoreboard when Caleb Williams is leading the offense. But now you have to defend the Trojans against their punt and kick returns. That makes USC really dangerous. I'm mildly surprised that USC has been penalized as often as they have. But then again, why? Why am I surprised? Why are any of us surprised? It's not like this is some new phenomenon, right? This has been going on forever. But I thought maybe they'd be a little bit more disciplined this year. But again, hey, you know, Pac-12 reps. So just roll with the punches. Just We got, uh, what, nine more regular season games? Riley talked about, Coach Riley talked about the careless penalties and maybe having to sit players down who are repeat offenders. What I didn't talk about or what I didn't say is, is that Lincoln Riley doesn't mind aggressive penalties. It's the ones that shouldn't happen, like celebratory penalties or holding unnecessarily. Quote, you look at some of the most penalized teams and some of them are and some of them are some of the better teams in the country because they're aggressive. But again, they've got to come through aggression and not through carelessness, not through things that we can control and get a lot better at. Cutting back on those penalties will be a big point of emphasis this week. He's referring to bye week. Counting on our guys and our coaches to do a better job of it. Everybody is accountable. One of the better surprises is seeing, for me, and I'm sure for everybody else, is seeing the defensive line have an impact with more than just one player doing the damage. Everyone knows last year it was Tuli Tuli Pelotu or die. And this year, it's kind of across the board. Um, we all anticipated Bear Alexander coming in and creating havoc, you know, getting pressure. He's done that. But now Solomon Bird's name is becoming a household name. I, I knew they were going to play a lot of players in the first few games because they can. But I was very surprised uh, at how many players and how many repetitions uh, that every that these backups were getting. And it was coming at the expense of the offensive line coming together. And I, I, I shouldn't be surprised, but I am. This is my last surprise for this segment. I'm surprised the USC fan base is taking their time coming out to the Coliseum. Look, you've got the returning Heisman Trophy winner. You saw what Zachariah Branch is capable of. You should see the defense is getting better. There's only a few more home games. Don't regret not being there in person. I'm just letting you know. In our next segment, we're going to talk about uh, the Trojans' offense by the numbers. And then the third segment of the show, we're going to go Lincoln Riley in depth. I think you're going to really enjoy that. Stick around for, you're always going to stick around. I want to make sure you stick around for that third segment. I think you're going to enjoy it.
Medical emergencies are going to happen. That's why the Jace case is something every person should consider. Because everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just so you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medications in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus. You're going to get an additional $20 off by using code Locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J A S like Sam, E like Edward, medical.com, promo code locked on. The college football season is here, and this season, a locked on is kicking up our coverage. Each Friday, locked on will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every locked on college YouTube channel. Locked on College Football Live will cover the college football playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked on can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked on College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked on College Football Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked on College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. You can find it right here on Locked on USC every Friday. Can you believe that USC is already one quarter of the way through the regular season? Three games. You only get 12 regular season games. That's all you're guaranteed. So right now, three games down, nine more regular season games to go. And that's when the real season is going to start. It's, it's already started you know, USC is looking forward to the playoffs. I've been talking defense these last few shows. So I'm going to switch over to the other side of the ball. And we're going to talk about Caleb Williams and the Trojans offense. Because they lead, they either lead or really close to leading the country in pretty much all statistical categories when it comes to offense. So did you know that USC is averaging 59 points a game while only giving up 17 points per game. You know what that means? Let me let me break that down for you. That means they're beating teams by seven touchdowns, including the extra many points. Real quick note on that. Dennis Lynch, he leads the country 24 for 24 with his extra point attempts. Remember that number 24. I'm going to come back to that here shortly. Uh, when you're taking all these numbers into consideration, for con for context, USC has played three games, and they are 0.2 decimal points behind Oregon. USC has scored 59.3 points per game this year. They played three games. Oregon has played 50 has scored 59 and a half points per game. They played two games. And USC did not need to leave their starters in to get to that 81 points against Portland State. Just want to kind of point that out. That's where the difference is. 
if you're familiar with statistics. Now, when it comes to rushing yardage, the Trojans are 47th in the country. They're only putting up 185 yards per game. It's early. <laughs> Not a bad number. But watch how much better they move up in those rankings when I adjust when I adjust it for yards per carry. Ready? Now the USC rushing game is the fifth best in the country because they're averaging 6.77 yards per rushing attempt. Okay. USC isn't known as a running team. They're known as a passing offense. Okay. So what about the passing offense? How good are they? When it comes to yards per game, the Pac-12 has three teams inside the top five. In that group, only USC has played three games. However, Washington is at number one. They're putting up 472 yards per game through the air. Number two, Colorado, 453 yards per game. And then there's USC at number five in the country. They're putting up a measly 395 yards per game through the air. Uh, reminder, Caleb Williams has yet to play a full game. Just saying. What about total offense? Want to look at that number? Of course you do. The University of Central Florida, they are number one in the country with over 626 yards per game. USC put over 600 yards up in their last couple of games. Oregon is number two with 589 yards per game. Then there comes Syracuse, number three. Louisville, number four. Checking in at number five again, USC. They're putting up 580 yards per game. Again, they are the only team in that group in the top five of total offense that have played three games. The next closest team who's played three games, oh, you might recognize this name because they're on USC's schedule, Notre Dame. They check in at number 20 in the country. They're only putting up 485 yards per game. USC's put up a whole another 100 yards per. That should really kind of clarify how dominant this USC offense has been so far. And the starters are part-time players. You want some more context? Here you go. Despite playing one more game than pretty much everybody else in the country, which means more attempts across the board, running, passing, catching, everything. That's usually going to lower your yards per attempt. That's how it works. Well, the Trojans are number one in the country. You ready for this? Averaging almost 10 yards per play. 9.7 to be exact. University of Washington is number two at 9.2 yards per play with one less game. Eesh. Here's a little Latin for you. Caveat emptor. It means let the buyer beware. I keep thinking back to what Caleb said and how he wanted to put up even better numbers than his Heisman campaign. And I said, no way can he be better than what he did in, in 2022. There's no way. Plus you get these new clock rules. Okay. Well, he has 13 total touchdowns and he's completing 
78 and a half percent of his passes last season he finished with 52 total touchdowns and completed 66.6% of his passes. I'll say it again. Caleb hasn't come close to playing a whole game yet. Here's a fun fact for you. Caleb Williams has been on the field for 24 offensive drives through three games this season. Remember that number 24? USC has scored touchdowns on 18 of those. And two of those scoring drives have covered, only two of those scoring drives have covered fewer than 50 yards. Let that sink in. It's not like USC is getting short field. Maybe it's a good thing that all the focus is on Colorado and not USC right now. When it comes to, ooh, look at look at those that Colorado offense and how dynamic they are. We're going to find out soon enough. Everybody, just let let Colorado have their 15 minutes of fame. They've earned it. But I, I said that team would be lucky to win three games this year. I anticipated TCU being better than they are this year. I didn't expect that big of a drop-off. Nebraska was definitely one of the games they had a chance to win. I'll say it again. Nebraska has a quarterback. Who knows how that game turns out? With that said, let's give credit to Colorado. They won their first two games. They host, I don't know if they host Colorado State, but they play their rival this weekend. And then they travel to Oregon before USC arrives. So, again, let, let Colorado have all that focus. Let USC kind of fly under the radar, so to speak, <laughs> and surprise everybody when they show up for that game at Colorado, because that's going to be their first real test, right? Playing on the road in two weeks, that's not going to be a test. Anytime you play on the road, you're going to find out what your team's all about. Trojan fans, stop stressing out trying to get game tickets. Download the Game Time app with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you want to have. If you're on the Trojan bandwagon, get your tickets now. Don't wait. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time is going to credit you 100 and 10% of that difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. It's two taps and you're done. And the tickets are sent directly to your phone so you're not going through your email through your spam folder trying to find them. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, I asked you to wait around for this third segment. I'm a look, I'm a feel good type of guy. And every now and then 
I'll see an interview or something that'll catch my attention. Every fan base has their passion lunatics, including the Trojans. Although I recently watched a Lincoln Riley interview, and I've never heard of this guy before, Graham Bensinger. It's called the in-depth interview with Graham Bensinger. But this one was really good. It was he sat down with Lincoln Riley. And I encourage you when you're done watching this episode of Locked on USC, go check it out. You can find it on YouTube. Just type it in. Lincoln Riley, Graham Bensinger. It's no secret that when Lincoln Riley and his family left Oklahoma for the Trojans, there was a large group of Oklahoma Sooner fans who wanted to see Coach Riley hung in effigy. There's no need for me to rehash the entire story. The bottom line is this. One day, the golden child who was handed the Sooners head coaching job from King Bob Stoops, he decided, I, I'm abdicating the throne. I'm leaving. So Lincoln Riley loaded up the truck and moved to Beverly Hills. Swimming pools, movie stars. Yes, that was a really bad imitation of me doing the uh, a lyric from the TV show, The Beverly Hillbillies. However, there is a lot of truth, uh, at least in that song, believe it or not, uh, as far as it relates to Lincoln Riley and his family. That, that part about moving to Beverly Hills, movie stars, celebrities. Look, there's a, there's a lot of differences between Norman, Oklahoma and Los Angeles. There's a lot of differences. Uh, one of the biggest differences is the size and the population and how spread out it is uh, in the city of LA. And actually, what, and that's what drew, one of the things that kind of drew Lincoln and his family to California is having some privacy. When you're the head coach at Oklahoma, everybody knows who you are. They know where you live. And the neighborhood TMZ, they're, they're probably going through your trash cans looking to collect a souvenir or whatever. During the sit-down interview, a couple of things really stood out to me. Mostly, how humble Coach Riley is and how much his family means to him. Yeah, I, I kind of knew that, but I really got a much better sense of it watching him during this interview. I found out that Lincoln Riley and his family were threatened and that his home was bro nearly broken into a couple of times. This happened after the announcement came that he was heading to USC. Uh, he talked about how he was hoping that he, you know, his wife and his kids, his two young girls, could stay out there during the transition so, you know, his kids could finish school. Well, that was off the table when threats were made to, you know, to the family. And their safety was put at risk. You know, phone numbers were being doxxed. That's, like I said, every fan base has it. But, you know, you've got to draw a line in the sand somewhere. And Lincoln did. Like I said, there was a couple of times that, the home tried to, you know, they were trying to break into his home. Fortunately, nobody was around, but still. One, again, one of the, the underlying issues when you're a big fish in a small fishbowl is not being able to 
enjoy your family and see your family develop. Just doing regular stuff. During this interview, he talked about um, how he and his wife wondered what it would be like when they took their kids out to a restaurant. And he, he, he thought back, it's like, you know what? As a couple, they never got a chance to go out to dinner because they would be mobbed. He and his wife and his family, they can do that in Los Angeles. And they wouldn't even be the biggest name in the restaurant. Wherever they go, whether it be the restaurant, supermarket, or whatever, you have that, that luxury being in L.A. He, again, he brought it up in the interview. He, he saw an interview with, um, with, with Pete Carroll. And Pete was talking about having to deal with the fans and the media mob. And what what struck a what struck a kind of resonated with Lincoln Riley, struck a chord with him, is Pete said, I don't have to worry about that in Los Angeles. Because, you know, I could be in a restaurant and so could George Clooney, or some other big name could be on the table, you know, across the room. And a bigger name than Pete Carroll. And no one would even do a double take. It's just, it's part of the LA scene. It's just, it's part of the culture. That's what you get. So yeah, you know, maybe you might find the occasional person who'll come up and say, hey, Lincoln, can I have your autograph? Most of the time, they're just going to say, oh, that's Lincoln Riley having dinner with his family. No big deal. <clears throat> Some people might think that Lincoln Riley is arrogant. Most successful people kind of walk the line of arrogance and confidence. I walk that line like a drunk sailor on shore leave. <clears throat> but there's also a sense of humility that's underneath that. There was another, there was something else that Coach Riley said, and this resonated with me uh, because I actually feel the same way sometimes. While you, you want to be the best at what you do and you want to be acknowledged for those accomplishments, Coach Riley talked about this, um, and it's something I also uh, have difficulty with. It's accepting, you know, kind of the status that comes with it. I get a little uncomfortable sometimes when people give me compliments, or if I'm, you know, out hanging out at, at a USC game, a tailgate, and so I say, oh my God, there's Mark. You know, that's a guy who who's over there on, on WeRSC.com or locked on USC. He's always on YouTube doing stuff, being interviewed, and, and I'm just a dude. I'm just a regular person. So it's, for me, it's a, it, it's been somewhat of an adjustment having people recognize me in public. I'm never going to have to worry about being mobbed when I go to Trader Joe's or going out for, you know, put gas in the car. But that's who Lincoln Riley is. He, he was at, he talked about that during the interview and they did a little quick flash to his wife. Um, she was kind of caught off guard when, when, when coach Riley, when Lincoln asked her, Hey, do you, you want to take a ride over to Trader Joe's? That just kind of happened out of the blue one day. They didn't have that luxury when they were living in Norman, Oklahoma, and it just reinforced their decision to make the move because now, you know, they get to see their kids kind of grow up and enjoy, enjoy life like regular, normal people and not have to worry about their safety. 
or learning how to act in a restaurant. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that this interview was done, you know, to kind of, you know, put Lincoln Riley in a better light for the, you know, for the people back in Oklahoma. However, it, when you watch this interview, check it out. He Lincoln actually admitted that he could have handled it much better. And that was another lesson that, that I learned uh, from when I was listening to that interview. Sometimes we allow our emotions to, to get in our way. And then we wish we could have kind of done or said things differently afterwards. I'm the same way. I see some of the comments and I ask for the comments for the feedback. I know I could have handled it differently afterwards. So I think I understand why Lincoln Riley is a little guarded at practice, um, or at least the way he tries to protect the team. I can respect that. I really can. Uh, although I kind of hope he loosens up and treats practice more like uh, he's heading out to Trader Joe's. I would love that. So there it is. Go check it out. When you're make, done making Locked on USC your first listen, your first watch every day, I know you're heading on over to wersc.com. We still have that subscription special going. Take advantage of it. But also, go check out that interview. I think you'll enjoy it. I'll be back with another episode of Locked on USC tomorrow. That's what we do five times a week. So until then, everyone, you know what to do.